amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
on Blog Talk Radio. We are here. <laughs> we are here. Let's see if we get to let's see uh, what this is here. Okay. All right. Maybe I can hear myself a little bit better. I don't know. But anyway, I want to apologize to my guest yesterday, Honey Casper. She was having a hard time uh, coming on to the show and uh, some things messed up. And uh, let's see if we can try it again today. I'm going to try and reschedule her. I haven't got to it yet, but honey, I haven't got <laughs> Honey, her name is Honey, okay? Honey Casper, I haven't forgotten you, and I haven't uh, actually booked you yet, but uh, as soon as I get your email, we can get started, okay? All right, uh, the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. We are so glad to be here. It is a dull and rainy day, and the Cubs are playing, and this is their do-or-die moment. If they do not win today, they go home. If they if they do win, they um, advance uh, into the playoffs, okay? I just hope that the uh, Cubs win because I, I, I love baseball. I, I love baseball, and uh, I want to see it hang around. Okay? It's October, right? Uh, all right. Uh, Donald Trump is – okay, this is another bombshell. Some more news. You might have heard about it, folks. It is – let me do this first. I'm always trying to promote the show some sort of way, and uh, that's – yeah, the way it should be. Anyway, Donald, it says here, I'm on, I'm on Huffington Post, and this is this stuff is all over the place. Huffington Post, uh, MSNBC, uh, MSN. Uh, it's all it. This just started. Donald Trump is is not really saying the things that we didn't already know about Donald Trump. <laughs> we know he's he's a cheat. We know he's a fraud. We know he's a con man. We know he's a liar. We know he messed around into the election, so he uh, uh, that propelled him to the White House. Anyway, uh, this is breaking news. It's, I'm looking at Huffington Post. I'm pretty sure it's all over CNN and all over other places. This is a, a New York Times report. Uh, Trump engaged in outright fraud to help families save hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. He avoided taxes. He is uh, he evaded taxes. He did not pay taxes for years and years and years. He cheated. This should get his ass thrown right in jail alongside Al Capone. Okay, the Times alleges that Trump set up a fake corporation to disguise millions of dollars in gifts from their parents. This guy is a crook all the way. Crook. And here's a picture of Donald Trump standing beside his now deceased father, who he uh, just engaged in outright fraud. Outright fraud. The U.S. President... United States President Donald Trump engaged in tax schemes that included cases of outright fraud in which he and his siblings helped their parents dodge taxes in New York. The New York Times reported, okay, this is a New York Times report, the Times investigation, uh, which a Trump lawyer said was inaccurate, showed Trump received the equivalent of today's, of a today at least $413 million from his father's real estate business, citing a vast trove of confidential tax returns and financial records. 
Of course, the White House is denying all of this, even if it's true. <laughs> they will deny it, you know, because these are a bunch of liars. What, how, what else can you say about these folks? The Times also reported that much of that fortune came from Trump because he helped his parents evade taxes, setting up a fake corporation with his siblings to disguise millions of dollars in gifts from their parents. During this presidential campaign, Trump promoted himself as a self-made real estate mogul who started out with only a with, with only a very small loan from his businessman father, Fred Trump. The Times all the, the excuse me, the Times said its findings were based on more than two hundred tax returns from Fred Trump's his company and various Trump partnerships and trusts. The records did not include Donald Trump's personal tax returns, which I'm sure are a bomb. His tax returns are a bombshell themselves. Trump's lawyer, Charles Harder, told the Times President Trump had virtually no involvement whatsoever with these matters. Harder added the affairs were handled by other Trump Trump family members who were not expert themselves and therefore relied entirely on upon the uh, aforementioned licensed professors professionals to ins to ensure full compliance with the law total lie the white house did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the report rutlers has has not been able to verify the report okay but it sounds like something that Donald Trump and his family would be into. These people are just thugs and crooks and criminals in government. This is what this is, thugs, crooks, and criminals in government. And I opened up the show today to folks to talk about this because it just, it just came across uh, my uh, desk here. And it's, it's, it's uh, breaking news. Uh, None of this uh, included uh, Donald Trump's tax returns, you know. So this was uh, he set up the law. I, I believe I believe this happened uh, because Donald Trump liked to have his paws in everything, in everything. So this is breaking the law right now. If this is true, if this is found out, if this is investigated and it's found out to be true, hopefully Donald Trump would be on his way to jail. Because a lot of people have said they don't want to see Donald Trump impeached. I don't want to see Donald Trump impeached. I want to see Donald Trump in handcuffs and leg irons, led out of the White House, kicking and screaming <laughs> into a paddy wagon. Because Donald Trump, as I've said several times before, Donald Trump loves power. He will not resign. He likes power. He likes being able to tell groups of people what to do and what not to do. He loves it. He just wished he had more of it. He just wished he was like his uh, buddies, Kim Jong-un and uh, Putin, because they are dictators of their country. He wants to be like that. He wants to, he, these are, his, those are his heroes. Uh, we are not, we're peasants. <laughs> Donald Trump look at us as peasants. And he's the one who's been breaking the fucking law all these years, even back into back into the days uh, with his father. His father's past, of course, you know, 
And uh, he's always said, and I've always thought that Donald Trump, I think I read somewhere where Donald Trump said that his father gave him a million dollars when he was young. Uh, and he just invested it and invested it, invested it. It grew and it grew and it grew, you know, and that's why he's the millionaire or billionaire that he is today. But we don't know if Donald Trump is a millionaire or billionaire. We haven't seen his taxes. We don't know anything about him. One of the things, one of the reasons why he will not show his taxes is because there's something, there's a discrepancy there. We're going to find a a whole hell of hell of a lot in the midterms once the Democrats take the uh, House because Nancy, uh, not Nancy, but uh, Maxine Waters had will will excuse me will have access to Donald Trump's taxes. Republicans have access to his taxes, but they're not going to, you know, present them to the public because they know that he will go to jail. And another reason why I don't think Donald Trump is going to resign, I've said this a thousand times, he will be indicted. As long as Donald Trump is president of the United States, he, he's shielded, not from being above the law. He's shielded from being indicted. He's shielded from being maybe even subpoenaed. Being president is saving his ass because the Republicans are saving his ass because they're not doing their jobs as an entity of checks and balances on this president, this insane, obnoxious guy who should not be in the White House. He should not be there. His own lawyer, Michael Cohen, implicated him in two federal crimes of meddling in the 2016 election. Not Russia, but Donald Trump himself. His own lawyer, his fixer, his best friend. The guy he, the guy he threw to the wolves, Michael Cohen. And the Republicans will not investigate these charges, these allegations against Donald Trump because they're just as awful themselves. They're complicit in all of this. So I think that a lot of these guys and girls in Congress who have been tr- traitors and accepting Russian money will also go to jail. They're, they're complicit with Donald Trump. This is why they have to have Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. They have to have this guy because he's their get out of jail. But some of these Republicans in Congress also this is why they're going to seat this man. They're going to put this man on the the uh, Supreme Court no matter what. Brett Kavanaugh could have shot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and these asshole Republicans will still uh, confirm him to be on the Supreme Court, all because they want a get-out-of-jail card. They need somebody there that's going to uh, get them out of jail and and to turn this uh, country upside down. They know that the uh, midterms will wipe them out. They need to have a crutch, and Brad Kavanaugh is their crutch in the Supreme Court because they know they're gonna they're gonna see them. they're gonna see them. However, but the Democrats are going to investigate them and they will impeach him. Why? Why would they sit? someone on the court who is guilty as hell 
and who will be impeached by a Democratic Congress. Once the invest- investigations conclude and he's found guilty, they're going to rip his ass up off that court. And another thing, I, I actually think Brett Kavanaugh's life is already destroyed. A lot of colleges and universities who had him scheduled for uh, next year, they canceled him. They said, no way. His performance at that hearing killed it. If you think about it, it was a job interview, and he blew it. Would you hire somebody if you saw this hearing with Brett Kavanaugh last week? If you saw it, would you hire him to be dog catcher, to sweep floors for you? No, you wouldn't. This man blew it. However, the rogue Republicans are finding, are trying to find every avenue and everything they can to say they're going to seat this guy, no matter what he's done, no matter what people say he has done, no matter how much he has perjury, perjured, 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 excuse me, perjured himself. And he has perjured himself. There's constant proof of him, of him lying at the hearing. There's constant proof of that. He should be he should be disqualified just for lying. But they feel that Trump has told so many lies, and he's president of the United States. They can lie too. Trump just fucks up everything and everybody around him. Every, I mean, if you go around Trump, Donald Trump, you and you are, you don't have a police record or, or a crime or, or anything. You go around Donald Trump, you will. <laughs> Your life is going to be screwed. But put it this way, Brett Kavanaugh is rich. He's a rich white man. He can, he can withdraw at any minute. Why put himself through this? Why put his family through this? Get the hell out. Withdraw. In your heart of hearts, Brett Kavanaugh, in his heart of hearts, in his heart of hearts, he knows damn well he's not qualified to be on that court. He wants to get on that court so he can free free up Donald Trump from going to jail. And that's why Donald Trump wants to seat him to keep done. Even though Donald Trump has said, and I've, I've read some things, he said, well, he wants to... Uh, re- FBI to have full disclosure uh, uh, and to investigate uh, Kavanaugh fully for a week. Is that a bitch? A week. And Donald Trump changes his mind, I mean, just like that. He can say he supports Kavanaugh and still going to want him to be confirmed, and the next minute he'll say he doesn't that much support Kavanaugh, and there should be a full-out uh, investigation. He doesn't know what the fuck he wants. All he wants is, but what Republican wants? They want Kavanaugh on the court. They want him on that court, Supreme Court. They want to see him. They want to see him confirmed. And it, they, the guy could be confirmed because at this point, the Republicans are in control of everything. Everything. The Democrats don't have too much to say. They can cry and moan and belittle and and, and bitch and, and and all of this, but the Republicans they have all the power. And the Republicans don't give a damn how much the Democrats bitch and cry. 
and yell and scream. They don't care. They're going to confirm this guy. But during the midterms, uh, these guys and girls are blown out by a tsunami of, of a blue wave. It's over for the Republicans. These guys will never, ever get their asses back in office. As I've said before, I think uh, folks around America should vote Republicans out wherever they are. Vote them all out. Whether it's federal, state, city, local, vote out Republicans. Because every time you turn around, you wake up, there's some Republican being indicted for misusing taxpayer funds, <laughs> sending their kids to college on taxpayer dollars or on campaign dollars. It's one of the two, misusing and abusing taxpayer dollars or misusing and abusing campaign dollars. Or a lot of these guys are just sexual perverts and finally, finally got caught. The Republicans are about one thing when they take office, when you vote them in the office. They are about lining their pockets. You know, because $174,000 a year isn't a lot of money to a lot of the politicians. They get, they, they get paid, they, get, they are bought off and paid for by lobbyists, NRA, and fuck the people who just voted for him and put him in office. The hell with those people. Republicans are all about lining their damn pockets. They don't give a shit about their state, uh, the condition of their state, what the people want, what they need, why they voted these people in office. Republicans are there for one thing, and that is to fuck over America and line their pockets. It's all about money. Money, money, money. A couple of days ago, the Republicans, the House Republicans, the House of Representatives passed a uh, tax cut, $3.8 trillion. Okay? It's not a done deal because it has to go to the House. The House has to approve it. The president has to sign it before it goes into law. But the mere fact that they passed, uh, they passed more tax cuts more tax cuts for their friends, the rich, is abominable. Only thing that is, is taking money from the poor and giving it to the rich, and they're gladly taking it. Whether uh, Obama said it good one time. He said, we don't need the money. People like me don't need the money. I'm rich. I don't need it. Give it to the people who need it. But the Republicans... They don't give a damn about the poor. They don't give a damn that you have a job you go into every day. They don't give a damn about you working from one paycheck to the next paycheck. They don't care. All they know is that you're not rich like they are, period. You're not rich like the Republicans. You don't have a billion dollars or a, bill or a million dollars. Basically, they're saying, fuck off. They're all about the 1% rich people like themselves. They don't give a shit about you. But what they do want, they want to try to scam you and con you in the voting form every year. They're going to promise you the world, and then after you vote for them, and they win off, win the office, 
they're going to say, the hell with you. They're going to go with the party because the, Re the Republicans are not about the country. Believe me, they cannot lead. People keep calling Donald Trump a leader. Donald Trump is not a leader. He's not about leading. He is about lining his pockets. He is about lining the pockets of other rich Republicans. That's what he's all about. Because he knows that these rich Republicans in Congress can keep his ass for at least temporarily out of jail. Out of jail. Will Donald Trump run in 2020? I don't know if he's going to last until 2020. He may last. He may not last in 2020. But, but one of the things I do know, he will not win. I mean, this guy is at his, his polling numbers is at 25, 30%. He will not win. And he may not, even though some of the Republicans are, some Republicans are kissing his ass right now, he may not even be their nominee for 2020. They may pick someone else. Jeff Flake said he's going to run. A Republican. He says he's going to run. A couple more Republicans say they're going to Why are they? Because Donald Trump is vulnerable. People don't like him. People don't want him. People can't stand him. This is why a lot of Republicans, Republicans are going to be running against Donald Trump. Donald Trump may not even, if he decides to run, he may not even make it past the primary. He may not even make it past the primary. And he cannot resign right now. Whether he, you know, uh, he's got it good right now. Donald Trump loves power. He loves power. You, they might have to take Donald Trump from the White House kicking and screaming because he loves power. He loves the power, and he loves spending taxpayer money. The last time I checked, uh, we the taxpayers spent $77 million overall for Donald Trump to play golf, taxpayer money for Donald Trump to play fucking golf. Remember when he criticized Obama about playing golf? Obama has never played as much golf as president as this clown has. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, it is fall, folks. I can feel it. It's getting cooler, uh, but it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I hope everybody had a nice weekend. We did. I mean, we did. We had this uh, nice little festival out here, <laughs> street festival, street festival, and it was great. Every year, every year about this time, you know, we have a street festival. Uh, it kind of, you know, uh, indicates the end of summer, you know, and um and back to school for a lot of children, a lot of kids. And um, that's uh, where we're at right now is uh, the end of summer. It's been a beautiful summer. And maybe it'll be a beautiful fall and, and a not-so-cold winter. Yeah. It is July 16th, 2018. Many are yeah. saying this is a day that will live.
Joe and Michael Shane. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Weekend Update. I'm Michael Che. I'm Colin Jost. <laughs> Judge Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Christine Blasey Ford appeared Thursday in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee in a classic debate of she said, he yelled. Based on his testimony, I guess Kavanaugh thought the hearing was about whether he was cool in high school. We drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. I worked out with other guys at Tobin's house just to meet up and have some beers. Working out, lifting weights, we drank beer, we liked beer. I gotta say, you're not really helping yourself in a drunken assault case when you yell about how much you like drinking and how strong you were at the time. Pretty much the only ones who kept their composure at the hearing were the woman being questioned and the woman Republicans had to hire to talk to the woman being questioned. Now, on an optics level, I get why the Republicans did that, but if you're not the right person to ask questions at a Senate hearing, maybe you're not the right person to be a senator. I just want to remind everybody that all this yelling and crying happened at this dude's job interview. I mean, typically when you're asked about a sexual assault and your drinking problem at a job interview, you don't get the damn job. I don't know if Mr. Kavanaugh actually has a history of assault or if he actually has a drinking problem, but I do know that he might, and you shouldn't be on the Supreme Court if you might. You shouldn't be on the people's court if you might. Sometimes might is enough. I mean, I don't want to pet your dog if he might bite me. I don't want to leave you in my house if you might be a crackhead. I'm not going to have sex with you if you might have dated Charlie Sheen. And then there are his calendars. Uh, you know, if you have calendars from 1982, it does not prove you're innocent. It proves you're a hoarder. You know when most people throw out their calendars from 1982? 1983. And if you're drinking a bunch and you keep a calendar, it's probably to help piece together what happened in your life. He kept a calendar the same way the guy in Memento got tattoos. Now, to be fair to Judge Kavanaugh, it's the same thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, one guy. To be fair to Judge Kavanaugh, it's insane that he has to answer questions about his high school yearbook. If you looked into anyone's high school yearbook, you'd find something super embarrassing. Like, I regret that my senior quote was a Smash Mouth lyric, and I very much regret that my hairstyle was the Rachel. But if they do ask about your yearbook, why would you lie? The Devil's Triangle is not a drinking game. But speaking of drinking games, if you took a shot for every time Kavanaugh lied about his yearbook, You'd be as drunk as Brett Kavanaugh was in the summer of... All right. I'm <laughs> sorry I had to cut that off, but we got to bring her. Hi, you're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. Hi, George. This is Rachel Carew. I scheduled to be your guest. All right, Rachel. Okay. We've got the wrong name up here. All right. Uh, glad you could do the show. Glad you're aboard. Glad, and I want to thank you for coming. Uh Great, great, great. Uh, okay, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, you are, are an author. I am an author, coach, and singer. Singer? Yeah. Oh, so, man, um, I'm a singer, too. 
cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my well, story I like to is... think I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you asked you asked me to share a bit about myself. Um, so one yeah. of my first passions has always been performing and specifically singing. And mm-hmm. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts when I was 18 years old. It was a pretty well-known acting school. And I didn't get into their second-year program. And at the time, I was a full-fledged perfectionist and thought, I must really suck at this. Uh, so I stopped performing for over 20 years. And I was even the human resources manager at EMI Music Distribution with 10 record labels. No one had a clue that I sang. Uh, That changed about 10 years ago. And I was in a car accident. And while I was in physical therapy, I saw a flyer for a workshop called Joy of Singing. And I took that workshop, and that reconnected me to my creative, uh, self-expressive side and started performing again and producing cabaret shows and writing an autobiographical self-help book called Stepping Into More, Lessons from a Recovering Perfectionist, and also writing a book, or excuse me, producing a CD of songs also titled Stepping Into More. Um, So I um, have been on quite a journey. Yeah, sounds like it. And uh, I want to say congrats. Uh, Thank you. uh, Sounds good. Um, And uh, what what would you like to um, tell my audience uh, uh, about how to to get where you are and how to be uh, as positive as you are and to stay uh, and to live your dreams and things like that? Absolutely. Um, One of the joys of the work I do as a personal and professional development coach is I was able Mm -hmm. to take my test and turn it into my testimonial. Um, And (laughs) so really uh, part of this journey um, for myself as well as many of my clients is is around if if you do identify as a perfectionist in some way or even if you've just disconnected from your purpose and passion, Um, Giving yourself permission to reconnect to what are your values, what are your strengths, um, visualizing what you want your life to really look like, and then taking those steps to give yourself the ability to really honor your values and strengths so that little by little you start to really create the life that you desire and deserve. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. How would you? Uh, you say you're a singer. How would uh, you know? You know what I heard through throughout the years that each and every one of us can sing if we get our voices or our throat in shape. Is that true? Does everybody actually any anyone anyone anywhere do they have a voice that's good enough for singing? If they should train for it, do the things that they. Um, ought to do to get their voice in shape. Does everybody have a does, can anybody sing? I guess that's what I'm saying. Well, I've never heard that theory before. Uh, I can't I've heard say it. My, I've heard it. My, well, here's the thing. I mean, my father is tone deaf, okay? So he cannot sing. Um, the, and all that being well, said, <laughs> one of the things that I really love is when people give themselves permission to sing, even if they're not a singer. 
just for the joy of that creative self-expression. So I, I love being with people who really can't sing and and do it anyway um, because it brings them joy. Uh, and well, I don't. I, I, I don't think I could take some someone singing who cannot sing. I mean, I just I I just couldn't do it. Uh, well, for short but, periods of time. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hurt. You you kind of you don't want to really hurt the person's feelings if someone's up there singing and you know they can't sing, but they think they can. Well, that's a different story. If they think they can, yeah. that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything you could? Is there anything a singer can do to polish their voice to make them sound better and to be more appreciated when they're singing out in public? Oh, of course. Um, there's many things a singer can do. Mm -hmm. Everyone has yeah. their own regiment. Truthfully, George, yeah. my, my focus isn't so much on coaching people to sing. My focus is on helping people reconnect to their purpose and passion. You so, know, I know that I, I know that, but I was just I was just, you know, throwing something out there. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's so many things you can do. You could drink uh, yeah. hot water. You could be taking throat ease. Uh, you could be. Is that what you what I'm, um, I uh, I actually uh, love drinking um, hot tea with honey. I um, before I'm getting ready, if I am performing, um, singing regularly to build up my vocal cords. Yeah. Uh, getting enough sleep, drinking a lot of water. Uh, I always have cough drops with me just in case. Like, you know, there's all different little tips and techniques. Yeah, you can do. You can do. Okay. All right. Uh, in case anybody's listening out there who wants to be a singer, who wants to improve their voice, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, talk about your real purpose in life. Um, what I'm really passionate about is inspiring reflection and results. I think oftentimes in our day-to-day -day chaos and trying to be in service to others that we disconnect from those foundational pieces of ourselves, as I was mentioning, like our values and our strengths. So I really enjoy creating safe space for people to quiet down and reconnect mm -hmm. to who they are and be more intentional and mindful about actions they're choosing so that they can thrive both professionally and personally. And you've written a book about this. I certainly have. Wow, that's great. Um, uh, how is it doing? How are people reacting to it? Uh, well, I, I, I published it uh, a few years back, so it's, mm -hmm. it's a, a colleague of mine said, uh, anytime you publish a book, it's it's really a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, and truthfully, uh, my intention in publishing was not to be uh, uh, necessarily a, a best-selling author, although that would be great. Uh, but really, it's more about having a tool to help Again, take my journey and be able to open other people's eyes to their own journey and how they can use yeah. these lessons to help support them with their growth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think having a book is important uh, when you're talking about uh, uh, personal growth because there are so many people out there who could probably get something from it and, and maybe build their own you have a book because it I, I think it's great to have a book uh, on whatever you're talking about so people can you know because there are 
book lovers out there and people need this kind of uh, uh, advice uh, that so they can, you know, uh, uplift themselves. Agreed. Okay. All righty. Where can we find this book? Are you planning on writing another book? (laughs) Uh, Well, you can find the book at Amazon, and my name is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, and my last name is Karu, K-A-R-U, and again, the title is Stepping Into More. And in terms of writing a second book, I have often thought about it, uh, but um, (laughs) no specific plans for right now. I'm actually president of the International Coach Federation of Los Angeles, which is a global association for coaches, in addition to doing my coaching work, so that's keeping me super, super busy this year. Oh, wow. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. you No problem. No problem. But uh, uh, you sound like you're having a lot of fun doing what you're doing. Yeah, I very much want to uh, lead a joyful life. Um, Being a recovering perfectionist, it's really easy to get caught up in achievements, meaning that our self-worth is based on those achievements. And as I've um, learned in my journey, that's really bogus. Um, I could do all kinds of things, but if I'm miserable, who cares? So uh, it's it's really about honoring uh, who I am and what brings me joy and how can I be doing more of that. In your book, uh, how much of you uh, is in the book? How much your of experiences? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it's all of, it's it, all about me. Um, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, each chapter is uh, shares a part of my story, and then at the end of yeah. each chapter, there are reflective questions for the reader to consider how to take those lessons into their own lives. Okay, so it's one of those books where you engage and involve the reader. Absolutely, um, and and actually. Um, on my website, I, I have a, a free tool about the keys to leading an empowered and fulfilling life, which also has some great reflective questions for, for the reader as well to consider. Great, great. Uh, Rachel, give us uh, uh, where we can find your book, Amazon. Give us your website and how people can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. again, the book is on a- at Amazon. My CD is uh, on cdbaby.com. You can also look yeah. me up on Spotify. Um, and in terms of how to get in touch with me, my, my website is steppingintomore.com. Uh, and all my contact information is there. So there's plenty of information yeah. on my website, and there's also uh, interviews and, and uh, media clips and all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Sound like you're having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got right, to make life interesting, right? You you really do. You really do. Uh, because I try to stay as busy as you do. I'm a writer, musician, a radio host, and activist. I try to uh, be as busy as I can because I don't think uh, there's a time in, in this time in the world or in America where you can actually be uh, stationary. You have to do. You have to be a part of something. You have to do things. I believe the universe rewards action for sure. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you. Bye-bye. All righty, we're going to take a little musical break if we can find it, find it here. Ah, it's beautiful in the city of Chicago, folks. I hope it's beautiful where you are, and I hope everything is going okay. And we are, we'll be back. The White Sox are playing. I wonder, not the White Sox, but the Chicago Cubs. This is their do or die. This is a do or die situation for them. And I do hope that they make it because I would like to see a few more days, if not a couple more weeks of baseball here in October. If you're not a baseball fan, <laughs> pretend like you didn't hear this. Anyway, um, the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. As soon as I uh, find what I'm looking for, we will be right back. So far, the only person who's given a full account of what the president said yesterday is the one Democrat who was president, who was president, Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, a leading advocate for Dreamers and other immigrant groups. In a series of press appearances this morning, Durbin recounted exactly what happened inside the Oval Office. The president came into the Oval Office and Senator Lindsey Graham and I made our presentation. As Senator Graham made his presentation, the president interrupted him several times with questions. And in the course of his comments, uh, said things which were hate-filled, vile, and racist. We have a group that have temporary protected status in the United States because they were the victims of crises and disasters and political upheaval. The largest group is El Salvador, and the second is Honduran, and the third is Haitian. And when I mentioned that fact to him, he said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians? And then he went on when we started to describe the immigration from Africa that was being protected in this uh, bipartisan measure. That's when he used these vile and vulgar comments, calling the nations they come from shitholes. The exact word used by the president, not more, not just once, but repeatedly. My colleague, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, spoke up and made a direct comment on what the president said. I was very proud of him. It took courage for what he did. And um, I made my own comments in response to it, but for him to confront the president as he did, uh, literally sitting next to him, took extraordinary political courage, and I respect him for it. He said, put me down for wanting more Europeans to come to this country. Why don't we get more people from Norway? That was exactly what the president said. I'm joined now by Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. So, Congresswoman, you have Dick Durbin saying that when uh, immigration from Haiti or the TPS situation from Honduras and Haiti and El Salvador was described, Donald Trump said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians uh, on the question of Africa? He called those nations shitholes. That was exact word used by the president, per Lindsey Graham. And then uh, the last bit here, Donald Trump saying, put me down for wanting more Europeans to come for this country. Your thoughts, Congresswoman? Well, you know, I have called him uh, what I know him to be for a long time. Uh, remember some time ago I called him scumbag? 
Uh, I've called him a racist, deplorable, despicable, uh, added to what others are calling him, a moron, ignorant, on and on and on. The United States of America is represented by the most despicable human being that could possibly ever walk the earth. I don't know when Americans are going to tire of this lying man. Uh, it has been documented that he has told over 2,001 lies since he has been in office. He name calls. He basically disparaged a United States Congresswoman and basically said she would do anything for a contribution. Talked about, as you know, during the campaign, grabbing women by their private parts. What more do we need to see or hear from this racist man? Not only is he racist, uh, he is an embarrassment uh, for this country. Our allies are quickly moving away from him. What are we waiting for? He is basically bringing this country down. And for all of those Republicans on the other side who stand with him, who claimed to have been patriotic. They are not patriotic. They are with not the guts to stand up or they join him as racist. And so I, I have known this uh, and I've called for his impeachment over and over again. I've been criticized for it, but I don't know what else we need to say about him. I know a lot of people are saying, let's see what Mueller is going to do. Is he going to connect the dots? Well, this man has obstructed justice right before our very eyes. We keep hearing about all of these meetings and connections with the Russians uh, by his family and others. I simply believe that not only has he colluded, and of course he has obstructed justice, but his character is such that the United States and the citizens of this country, rather, should not be willing to tolerate. He's a bad image for our children, and he should be impeached. We should move him out of office. The American citizens who are fed up with him are looking for Congress to take responsibility and do what we must do and impeach him. Get rid of him. Get him out of here. And, and you know, Congressman, you you hit on a point because when you say how much more can we tolerate and you know I think all those of us who are in this business hear from people all the time what can we do and it, the, the truth is that only Congress can rein in a president of the United States and that impeachment or censure has to begin in the House of Representatives I want to play you two pieces of sound from the Speaker of the House Paul Ryan and the way he reacted to Donald Trump's racism back on the campaign trail and the way that he reacted to what we just learned that the president said um, in the Oval Office and this was these are those two things and this is the yes. first one is june 2016 here you go claiming a person can't do the job because of their race is sort of like the textbook definition of a racist comment i think that should be absolutely disavowed it's absolutely unacceptable first thing that came to my mind was very unfortunate um unhelpful um whether you're coming from haiti we've got great friends from africa in janesville uh, who are doctors who are just incredible and uh I just think it's important that we celebrate that. The first piece of sound was when uh, Donald Trump disparaged Judge Curiel, saying that he's Mexican, therefore he can't judge uh, a case against Donald Trump. What do you make of, of, of the declination of Paul Ryan's outrage from June of 2016 to today? Well, evidently, uh, he is not a real leader. Uh, and I wish I could say he didn't have the courage of his convictions, because I don't know if he has any. Uh, but I know this. 
history will not be kind to him, uh, to these Republicans, and to those who are basically standing by him, embracing him. As far as I'm concerned, they're confirming uh, that they're just as bad as he is. And so... You're right about that, Maxine.
says only senators will see FBI's Kavanaugh report. Only senators. Not the House of Representatives, not the Democrats, and not the American people. And not the American people will see. I, I, I just got through posting uh, saying that someone will leak it. It will. We'll see it. Someone will leak it. Totally leak it. The rotten bastard. <laughs> this old 85, 95-year-old piece of shit in Congress calling himself Mitch McConnell, saying that we can't see it. Like, we're peasants. Like, we... You know, I mean, this is crazy. They're supposed to work for us. They're not supposed to be hiding shit, not letting us see nothing, not letting us know. This piece of prick, Mitch McConnell, I cannot stand this man. Okay, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said that only senators will see the FBI report on uh, this investigation into the sexual misconduct assault against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. And I'm quoting this asshole. We'll get the FBI report soon. It will be made available to each senator and only senators to be allowed to be looked at. Who in the fuck is this guy, McConnell? He doesn't have the right to withhold this type of information from the fucking public. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have the right to do that. He is supposed to serve us. We don't serve him. Boy, I just hope this asshole gets blown out. I'm pretty sure that in his uh, state of Kentucky, that the, his constituency is getting in his ass. But he doesn't care. Like so many other Republicans, they don't care. Someone will leak this information, and they're going to be pissed off. I bet you Donald Trump get to see it. See, Republicans, they are in power. They can withhold all this. They they can do it. I mean, they can do it, but we don't have to like it. I'm telling you something. Americans are so soft. Americans are so weak. They cannot get up, find the stamina to get up and get out and fight for their country. Fight these jackasses. Uh, in Congress, Miss McConnell, Paul Ryan, Donald Trump. All of these fuckers are crooks and thugs, scammers, schemers, thieves. This is what this Congress is, and those jackasses inside the White House. Con, uh, uh, con men, thieves, you name it, scammers, liars. How come the American people sit back, lay back, and take this shit? People are at home. They know what's going on, but they're not going to do anything. They land back. And there are so many people out here who are just turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to what's going on in in the United States of America. People got to get out here and fight. Get their asses out of there. But if something happens uh, during the midterms, uh, Russian hacking, 
or some other uh, country hacking the United States and handing this election over to the Demo- over to the Republicans. America is through because one thing to sure, America, the American people are not fighters. They are soft. They sit back. They complain. They don't like this. They don't like Donald Trump. They hate this. They hate that. But they're not going to get up off their asses and go fight for their country. They're soft. Let Donald Trump go to some other country outside of the United States. They will fight because they don't want Donald Trump in their country. What are we doing? Sitting back complaining, posting and posting on Facebook and other social media sites. We have to fight this man back, fight, fight for our country. There's 325 million Americans in the United States. What the fuck we letting a couple of couple hundred of rogue ass thug Republicans do this to us? That Capitol in Washington, D.C., where these hearings are being taken place, it belongs to us. The White House belongs to us. Why don't we go and take it back? Throw these motherfuckers out. What is it that we can't fight? Let these jackasses run all over us. That's why they're bullying us. This is just bullying tactics. And Americans are not standing up to the bullies. This is why they keep on bullying, because you do not you do not stand up to bullying. And that's true. That's totally true. And uh I've I've done the best I could. <laughs> I can't go out here and you know, people don't want to get up off their asses and go out and fight for their country. There's nothing more I can do. Uh, lay back and sit behind a computer or a phone, a laptop or a phone, and and post stuff on Facebook and other websites. That's about it, huh? All right. The George Water Jr. Show is on the air. We will be right back. Recently, Fox News did a viewer poll where they were hoping to show the country just how unlikable the Democratic Party is. And you know what? They did a pretty decent job of it because uh, only 44% of the respondents believe that uh, Democrats put the country over their party, whereas 43% said they put party over country. So by only a one-point margin... People said, no, Democrats love the country more than they love their party. That's pretty bad for the Democratic Party, right? I mean, if Fox News presented that information to us, that would make them look really bad. But the reason you're not hearing more about this poll is because the numbers are actually even worse for Republicans. According to Fox News' own numbers, 36% of voters say that the Republicans put country over party, that they care more about the United States than they do about this thing called the Republican Party. But 52%, a majority of people in this country say, no, the Republican Party absolutely puts their party over their country. Now, here's why this is important. First and foremost, think back to a few of the recent campaign slogans that Republican presidential candidates have used. We had McCain and Palin, country first. Yeah, the voters don't buy that anymore. 
Donald Trump, make America great again, which we now understand is make me even richer than I was before I ran for president. It has nothing to do with making America great. And the majority of people in this country understand that, while only a third think Republicans actually care about the United States of America. That is a remarkable poll. And if I were a Republican strategist or a Republican politician, I would be freaking the hell out right now. And you know why? Because we've got midterms just a few weeks away. And when you have a majority of voters questioned by Fox News who say that your party values the party over our country, yeah, that spells certain doom for you in November. That's not exactly something you can turn around in the next six months, especially with what you're doing with Brett Kavanaugh. You wanted to confirm this guy, even though there were multiple women coming out on a daily basis for the last week, accusing him of sexual misconduct. And you didn't care. Every time a new woman came out, you would still say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to vote to confirm him anyway. Because it's not about country. It's about party. And the American public has been paying closer attention to what's been happening than they really ever have before. And I think that's why we're getting a little bit of this awakening, is that people are paying attention. You know, we're kind of weeding out the fake news, except for Fox. But even though Fox is the highest rated cable news show, if your highest viewed program only gets 3 million viewers a day... It seems like a lot, especially compared to everybody else. But when you consider there's almost 330 million people in this country, but only 3 million watch one Fox program each day, eh, not really that influential, uh, are you? Nonetheless, people understand. People are paying attention, and people know exactly what the Republican Party is all about. And that is going to be revealed. It's going to be seen in the results that start coming out during the midterms. I personally can't wait to see it because these Republicans need a wake-up call. They need to understand that their party is not the most important thing in this country. In fact, it's one of the least important things in this country. And the American voters are ready to prove that to them. People are fucking nuts. This country is full of nitwits and assholes. You haven't noticed that? Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, my goodness, right. Yes. Nitwits, assholes, fuck-ups, scumbags, jerk-offs, and dipshits. And they all vote. They all vote. Yeah. In fact, sometimes you get the impression they're the only ones who vote. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air.
Ashley Judd, stupid fucking slut. You can't sue someone for calling them a cunt. If you can't handle the internet, fuck off, whore. I wish Ashley Judd would die a horrible death. She is the absolute worst. All right. Next on the to-do list. When we take over the DNC. <laughs> oh Michael. My Ashley. My name is Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd is and here. I am a feminist. And I want to say hello to Independence Avenue in the back. All the way down to 17th Street. Wow. And I bring you words from Nina Donovan, a 19-year-old in Middle Tennessee, and she has given me the privilege of telling you what she has to say. I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. A man whose words are a death track to America. Electoral college sanctioned hate speech contaminating this national anthem. I'm not as nasty as Confederate flags being tattooed across my city. Maybe the South actually is going to rise again. Maybe for some it never really fell. Blacks are still in shackles and graves just for being black. Slavery has been reinterpreted as the prison system in front of people who see melanin as animal skin. I am not as nasty as a swastika painted on a pride flag. And I didn't know devils could be resurrected, but I feel Hitler in these streets a mustache traded for a toupee. Nazis renamed the cabinet electroconversion therapy, the new gas chamber shaming the gay out of America, turning rainbows into suicide. Notes, I am not as nasty as racism, fraud, conflict of interest, homophobia, sexual assault, transphobia, <laughs> white supremacy, misogyny, ignorance, white privilege. I'm not as nasty as using little girls like Pokemon before their bodies have even developed. I am not as nasty as your own daughter being your favorite sex symbol. Like your wet dreams infused with your own genes, but yeah, I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. I'm not nasty like the combo of Trump and Pence being served up to me in my voting booth. I'm nasty like the battles my grandmothers fought to get me into that voting booth. I'm nasty like the fight for wage equality. Scarlett Johansson, why were the female actors paid less than half of what the male actors earned last year? See, even when we do go into higher paying jobs, our wages are still cut with blades sharpened by testosterone. Why 
is the work of a black woman and a Hispanic woman worth only 63 and 54 cents of a white man's privileged daughter. This is not a feminist myth. This is inequality. So we are not here to be debunked. We are here to be respected. We are here to be nasty. I'm nasty. Like my blood stains on my bed sheets, we don't actually choose if and when to have our periods. Believe me, if we could, some of us would. We don't like throwing away our favorite pairs of underpants. Tell me, why are pads and tampons? Still tax ooh, that was a brand name. Why are tampons and pads still taxed when Viagra and Rogaine are not? Is your erection really more than protecting the sacred, messy parts of my womanhood? Is the blood stain on my jeans more embarrassing than the thinning of your hair? I know it is hard to look at your own entitlement and privilege. You may be afraid of the truth. I am unafraid to be honest. It may sound petty, bringing up a few extra cents. It adds up to the pile of change I have yet to see in my country. I can't see. My eyes are too busy praying to my feet, hoping you don't mistake eye contact for wanting physical contact half my life. I have been zipping up my smile, hoping you don't think I want to unzip your jeans. I am unafraid to be nasty because I am nasty like Susan, Elizabeth, Eleanor, Amelia, Rosa, Gloria, Condoleezza, Sonia, Malala, Michelle, Hillary. And our pussies ain't for grabbing. Therefore, reminding you that our walls are stronger than America's ever will be. Our pussies are for our pleasure. They are for birthing new generations of filthy, vulgar, nasty, proud, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, sink, you name it, for new generations of nasty women. So if you a nasty woman or you love one who is let me hear you say hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah I love you thank you the George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air you You are my 
to be president. He's a fake president. He's a traitor. And he wants to be a dictator. And he wants to be president for life. That's not going to happen. Because he he looks like he's a walking dead man already. Heart attack, stroke, heart disease, obesity. Because a lot of times you look in Donald Trump's face, you see him. Uh, you look in his face, and his facial expressions will tell you that something is wrong with this motherfucker. It, it ain't right. <laughs> something is wrong with Donald Trump. He is it seems like he's on some kind of meds, maybe uppers, uh, some sort of uppers, something that keeps him. If you notice him at his rallies and if he's giving some kind of ignorant, non-newsworthy speech somewhere, notice how he holds on to the podium. I mean, he really holds on to that podium. The podium actually is holding him up. Without that podium, he would fall. See how he leans on it, just relaxes on it, and just his hands are flat as he talking bullshit. If it, it if it wasn't for that podium, Donald Trump would fall down on his ass, and America would go out and dance in the street. Donald Trump is so fucking unpopular; it is totally unreal. But as I've said many times, he will not step down. He will not give up that job as president of the United States, even though he's totally, totally unfit. And as I've said before, once the Democrats take both houses, hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, and then in 2020 take the presidency, they got a lot of work to do. They have a lot of work to do. I agree with what Hillary Clinton said one time. It takes a Democrat to clean up the mess of the Republicans. And that's what's happening now because Donald Trump and those jackass Republicans in Congress, they have made quite a bit of a mess. And they're still making it. They're still making it, threatening to withhold FBI information from the public and from the Democrats on the on the outcome of, of Brett Kavanaugh. Because they're gonna they're gonna confirm this guy anyway. I mean, he could he he could go knock somebody in the face. They will still confirm it. They need they need a foot in the door. They need somebody that's going to get them out of jail. They know Mueller is coming for them. They know it. Brad Kavanaugh is going to be there to get them out of fucking jail. He is their get out of jail card. Donald Trump has to have him. But the thing is, Brett Kavanaugh could be seated on the Supreme Court and, and surprise all of their asses and let them go to jail. That's all this is, is their get-out-of-jail cut. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about the unevenness of the court, the unevenness, if I can say it and I can get the word out. He doesn't care. Donald Trump will, will throw anybody, no matter who they are, under the bus. Brett Kavanaugh has been thrown under the bus by Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump picks him up, brushes him off. Then Donald Trump throws him back under the bus. And they still get up kissing Donald Trump's ass. I don't understand it. It's like some woman that's being beaten to a pulp every night. 
and she still goes back to her abuser. Someone once said, if I, someone once said to me, I had a question. It was one guy I used to work with years ago. I asked him, I said, why do women go back to someone that's constantly kicking their ass, beating them to a pulp? And he said to me, he said, George, the reason why a lot of women go back and stay in an abusive relationship is because they have been abused while they were little. They were little girls and their fathers may have whooped them or beat them or something or took a switch to them while they were small. And they grew up thinking that that's the way it's supposed to be. So they go back. They go back. I don't know how true that is. Some people are going to call and say, George, that's not true. But I'm pretty sure there's other reasons also. You know, there's other reasons. Some people just like being abused, period. And I think that goes along with the Republicans. Donald Trump out there, he's out there um, bullying reporters who are just asking a simple question, who are just doing their job. And I'll say this. I think I said this on the show yesterday. Um, Donald Trump is a bully. The media should stop putting up with his tactics, his taunting, his bullying. Speak up. Speak back. Tell this jackass where he can get off at. Because if you don't, if you do not stand up to a bully, a bully will keep coming they will see you, that you're afraid of them. They will see how afraid you are, how scared you are, that you're running. They're going to keep coming after you. You stand up to a bully. Excuse me. You stand up to a bully. You face them down. They will leave you alone. Look at Michael Avenatti. Trump thought he could step on Michael Avenatti, the lawyer, if you know what I'm talking about. Michael Avenatti shot back at him and called him a moron, a narcissist, and some other fine uh, adjectives. Trump backed down. He didn't say another another word to Michael Avenatti because he knows Michael Avenatti will get in his ass. This is what the media is going to have to do. Stop backing down on Donald Trump because if you do, he's going to constantly come after you. Stand your ground. Well, she, well, uh, she was. She didn't say anything because she was afraid to lose her job. Bullshit. Stand up to Donald Trump, and there will be all kinds of jobs offers coming her way because most people can't stand him. Stand up to this fucking bully. Stand up to this dictator. Stand up to this traitor. Stand up to this fucker who cheated his way into the White House, who is not supposed to be there. Tax dodger. Fraud. Stand up to him. Stop letting him kick you. Because if you let him kick you, he's going to keep on kicking you until you kick back, if you ever kick back. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're just about off the air here, folks. I want to say, say thanks to my guests. Rachel, I'll get her last name in a minute. <laughs> I want to say thanks to my guests. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody for listening. Have a nice day. Have a nice evening. Uh, wherever you might find yourself when you're, if you're listening, when, when you're listening to this broadcast. 
Uh, Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good one. (laughs) It's about time for me to turn on the Cubs because this is do or die for the Chicago Cubs. You know, they have to win this one or they go home. All right. Uh, Make sure you join me tomorrow on the George Wilder Jr. Show. And Thursday, we're going to have a lot of fun, more guests, uh, more talk, more everything, more music. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good one. Vote blue and keep voting blue.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.